Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I'm reading one of the most uh, outrageous books I've ever read about Bo Jackson, but I'm also reading one of the strangest books I've ever read simultaneously, uh, The Basketball Diaries by Jim Carroll. That's what you probably see on TV as we come back. I can't put it down. I just want to finish it. It's only like 200 pages long, so uh, just crushing through it every time I have a couple minutes. Uh, here we are. It's book reading season. That's why we're reading so many books around here. Welcome in. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for hanging out. No matter what you're doing, how you're tuning in, Appreciate you being here. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. No time to waste. Ton of get to get to today. A bunch of guests coming up. We're going to start things off by talking high school track and field. And we're going to center it upon the Bitterroot Valley. Corvallis High School hosts the Western A Divisional Track Meet this upcoming weekend. Corvallis has a, uh, I, I don't think it's a hyperbole to say, a track dynasty, especially on the girls' side. They are so unbelievably good on the girls' side. If you were one of the best Corvallis track athletes as a, a female, you're a Division One recruit. I mean, every, every single one of the last, I don't know, I'd say 10 to 15 years of the best Corvallis uh, gal athletes have, have been absolutely going uh, to run in college. So we will be joined by uh, Corvallis head track coach Spencer Holes to preview this uh, divisional meet. We also have one of Hamilton's best athletes joining us, Andrew Burroughs. He's a uh, shot put thrower. He's got the top shot and disc throw in the state of Montana as only a junior there at Hamilton High School. He'll compete uh, in Corvallis this weekend, so a ton of track, Bitterroot Valley style here to get things kicked off. We also have the debut 
of Cody Hawkins. He's the head coach at Idaho State, uh, recently hired this previous offseason. So about half the league is new, and uh, he's the last one of the new coaches we haven't heard from. We heard from Paul Wolf of Cal Poly. We heard from um, Ed Lamb of Northern Colorado last week. We also caught up with Mickey Mental uh, of Weber State as well. So um, we'll keep making the rounds and, and get some of the more long-tenured coaches in the Big Sky Conference. Oh, we also heard from Andy Thompson. I always forget Andy is a new head coach because he's been a coach at, uh, in the Big Sky for so long, and he's joined us on this show in a variety of different iterations, whether it's uh, as the D coordinator at NAU or the D coordinator recently at Sac State or now the new head coach at Sac State. But uh, uh, Cody Hawkins will be the fifth and final new head coach to make an appearance here uh, on Nuanas now this spring. So that's coming up about 4.30. I also have more ammo for my Jimmy Butler argument after last night. Uh, you know, it's incremental to be sure, but also uh, every extra piece of ammo helps you when you're talking about making a case for uh, legacies of of uh, NBA legends. So we'll talk some NBA here to round out hour number one. We also have Carolyn, uh, the chicken doesn't know sports coming up. Here in hour number two, uh, we talk everything from Tom Brady to Tiger Woods because, of course, we do to also about John Morant, James Harden, uh, Bam Adebayo, and a variety of other subjects as well. Uh, and then we'll also have our debut. I know I've been teasing this for a couple weeks, but we're actually going to do it today. Diamond Time, where we talk all things baseball. We'll do this every week here uh, on Nuanas Now. Talk some Major League Baseball, talk some Missoula Paddleheads, and... Uh, Talk whatever else uh, might come about. It's also state baseball this upcoming weekend. Uh, it's actually underway right now. So uh, maybe give you some updates uh, from the state tournament as well. So there you go. That's what's coming up today uh, here on Nuanas Now. If you want to listen to the show, of course, 1029 ESPN Radio. You can always stream it, 1029ESPN.com. You can also always watch on television, SWX Montana TV. And you can also always watch on our ESPN MT app. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call it or text it. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. A couple pieces of news before we hear from Spencer Holes, the head coach of the Corvallis Blue Devils track and field program. First of all, uh, in breaking news right before the show, Cola Badbear, who came on this show last week, a now-graduated Montana State senior, uh, an all-big sky performer there for the MSU women's basketball team and the recent recipient of the Little Sullivan Award as the top amateur athlete in the state of Montana. She has made her decision on where she will play her fifth and final year of college basketball. She teased it last week. She said, don't be surprised if I'm staying close to home. Well, she's staying exactly in ho- her hometown or at least close to it. She grew up in prior Montana, just outside of Billings, went to high school at Billings Senior. She will return to the Magic City she will play her final year for Kevin Woodland at uh, Montana State Billings. So um, we'll have to follow up with Cola and see all the, the reasons why she chose MSUB. But uh, I do know she's very close with her family. I know her older sister, Courtney, who is uh, the head volleyball coach at Billings Senior, uh, is expecting a new baby. Uh, so I think there's probably some family ties here. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, interesting for her. But I think it's cool she's going to play her uh, final season uh, in her hometown. The other piece of breaking news, uh, or at least noteworthy news, the NCAA West Regional Track and Field lists are out. Uh, Seven total Grizzlies are going, and uh, then a total of 10 Bobcats are going as well. 
for the Grizz. On the women's side, Holly Soodle, who we expected to go in the 400 hurdles, is headed that way. Aaron Wild, the Big Sky champion in the high jump, uh, she's also headed to the NCAA West Regional. And then Shaylin McGee in the pole vault is also going for the Grizz women. For the Grizz men, Jaden uh, Green, who is the 110 hurdles champion in the Big Sky, uh, he'll run that event at the West Regional. Zane Johnson in the pole vault. Evan Todd, who was the Big Sky champion in the Javelin. And then Matthew Hockett, who was second in the Big Sky in the Javelin. Uh, he'll also uh, throw the Jav at the, the West Regional. For the Bobcats, the three women are Camilla Noe, who advances in the 10K. Lucy Corbett, who advances in the high jump. And Maisie Brown, who advances in the pole vault. And then for the MSU men, a total of seven young men go to the West Regionals. Duncan Hamilton, of course, uh, leading the charge in the steeplechase. Rob McManus and Levi Taylor will also run in the West Regional steeplechase as well. Uh, all three of those guys have true national meet aspirations, trying to get uh, to advance on uh, to the national meet. This year, actually, the national meet changes venue as well. Uh, it's interesting. It's been in Eugene, Oregon forever. I actually now am, am completely having a, a a mental lapse as to where it is this year. I just remember thinking, oh, wow, it's not in Eugene this year. That's crazy. It's always in Eugene. It's back to being in Eugene next year. I'll look it up <laughs> in, in just a minute. But it isn't in Eugene this year. But uh, a couple national hopefuls when it comes to Hamilton, McManus, and Taylor in the steeplechase. Ben Perrin, also probably a national meet hopeful in the 5K and the 10K. And then Owen Smith qualifies in the 1,500 meters. You also have Cooper Hoffman and Pat Vialva in the javelin for Montana State advancing to the uh, the West Regional. So we'll keep you appraised of what's going on uh, on the national track and field level as well. Our Bitterroot Breakdown continues, highlighting some high school sports from down in the Bitterroot Valley, and there's going to be a lot of action going on down in the Bitterroot this upcoming weekend, a lot of action all around Western Montana. The postseason for spring sports uh, upon us, including the Western A uh, Divisional Track Meet there at Corvallis High School. We're joined now by Corvallis Head Coach Spencer Holes. Coach, thanks so much for being here. How are you doing? Doing great, Colter. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I know you're taking a, a minute break from the class, so uh, what, are you, what are you teaching right now? I mean, did I hear that everybody's reading 1984? If so, props to you. Great book. Right? British literature. We, it's our last piece of literature for the year. We're trying to get through that dystopian novel by Orwell and, and uh, talk about some of the relevance for today. But yeah, we're reading 1984 and Brit Lit, and uh, it's one of my favorite ones. Uh, but the Brit Lit curriculum is pretty cool, too. I like Beowulf and Macbeth and all of those ones, too. Well, very cool. I'm glad to know that there's still young people out there that are enjoying the humanities. Uh, let's talk about this track meet, though. First of all, from uh, your perspective as the head coach of the host school, uh, what goes into these things? Because, I mean, there's a lot of volunteers to find and a lot of uh, sort of bows to tie when you're hosting one of these big track meets. So uh, just take us through the process. How's the week been? Oh, it's, it's, we're nose to the grindstone, man. We've, and we've been at it for, for a couple of weeks. We, we host quite a few track meets here in Corvallis and, and we do, I, we, we take pride in it. I don't know if we do a great job, but we, we take pride in it anyways. Um, but, uh, the divisional one's pretty special. And so you want to, you want to do extra well. We've, we've got, we've added to our infrastructure. We've got a portable scoreboard. So we don't, we don't have the, the money to put into a big, huge video screen like, like some of the schools do, but we got a portable scoreboard where our AccuFact times will flash up when kids finish. And that was great. And now we've also moved our uh, throws area. So it's more viewer friendly, um, for, for people that are in the grandstands watching the track events, they can also kind of take in the, the throws events and, so it's kind of nice to be able to sit in the grandstand and see everything that's going on 
Um, and that's something that's, that's new, but, but we, we got, got that accomplished. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit frantic in the last couple of weeks trying to get all of that stuff put together and, and, and getting ready to go get the place beautified and cleaned up. Our grounds crew here at Corvallis has done a really great job of making things look real nice. And so, so we're, we're pretty happy, pretty ready to go and excited, excited to host. Well, it's always fun uh, to be at these divisional meets because so much stuff's going on. There's so much action uh, all the way around. So if you're looking for something to do this weekend, go down go down to Corvallis High School because there'll be a lot of great athletes there uh, competing. Uh, Coach, talk, talk to us just about your, your team. I mean, Corvallis has such great uh, tradition of success in, in track and field. And uh, just looking at some of the top ten times in the state across all the different events, it seems like this year's no different. you got a lot of names on those lists. So uh, what have you thought of your athletes so far this spring? What sort of defines uh, this Corvallis track team? Well, I, I, I think for the first time in a few years, we've kind of come into the season with a somewhat made team, you know, which was nice. We, we've, in the last few years, we've been, we've been there at the end, but we weren't necessarily there at the beginning. <laughs> and so this has kind of been a nice year with, with some older kids that have, that have really kind of taken over a lot of the coaching duties for me and some, a lot of the areas where, you know, I don't, I don't have to necessarily be the only person saying the things I'm saying because some, some of these older kids that are pretty good. My hurdle crew is amazing. I've got, I've got, uh, you know, uh, one of the top boy hurdlers and I've got another one that's, that's ready to make some noise coming up this weekend. And I've got two of the top girl hurdlers. And so when you put all those people together and, you know, three of them are seniors and one of them is a junior and you put them all together. And, uh, I've got some pretty darn good freshman sophomore hurdlers now too. And it really doesn't have a lot to do with me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it has a lot to do with those kids and, and what, what they've been doing. So I, I'm, I'm excited about our team this year. I think that we, we came in and, and we're ready to make some noise and, and we, we kind of have, have been about where we thought we'd be. The, the girls were kind of favorites all season, but, but I knew whitefish was coming. Whitefish is Whitefish is now probably the favorite um, in the girls, and I knew I knew that was going to happen. We just kind of were waiting on waiting on them to get their engine running, and and they they have, and so now it'll be it's going to be a nice tight race between us and Whitefish, and we're going to do our best to catch up to them. Um, but it, it's a possibility. We we have we have a shot there, and then the boys in Hamilton, our boys and Hamilton's boys have been kind of going back and forth all year. Um, Hamilton started out as kind of the favorite, and then mid season we kind of put ourselves in the conversation, and then uh, kind of flip flip flopping back and forth the last couple of weeks at least on paper. But uh, that's that's why you run them. That's why you run the meets. Is got to figure out figure out who can do it when it counts. So we're we're hoping we can. Spencer Hull joining us. He's the Corvallis head track and field coach. Corvallis hosting the Western A Divisional Meet uh, this upcoming weekend down there in the Bitterroot Valley. And, uh, Coach, you mentioned Hamilton. We have actually a Hamilton young man in Andrew Burroughs coming on the show here just uh, right after you. Uh, he's one of the top uh, shot put throwers uh, in the state of Montana. Uh, but you also have uh, one of the great throwers in the state of Montana and Wyatt Miles. So um, is that sort of one of the events to watch, do you think, down there during the Divisional this weekend? Yeah, it'd be great because there's there's quite a few actually, uh, uh, and and especially in the Western Division, um, I think that I think that the top four in the state now uh, in in Class A are from the Western Division. Uh, yeah, Wyatt White's been doing a great job. He uh, he kind of shifted into throwing last year as a sophomore. When he was a freshman, he didn't throw all that much, um, but but shin splints didn't didn't agree with him necessarily as far as running on the track and so he kind of shifted his attitude his focus towards throwing uh put on a lot of weight 
and uh, and uh, strength and and with the quicknesses that he showed on the track, that's really helped him in the shot put. So yeah, it's been it's been fun watching him mature and putting himself in the conversation. But I think there's uh, what is it? There's uh, there's Burroughs and Wyatt and there's two more kids I think that are right there in the top. I know the Cy is it Cy Stevenson from Libby Libby. And there's one other that threw really well last week. I can't remember who that was, but he threw really well at Polson um, and got himself into the conversation too. So yeah, the, the, the shot put, I think that, I think that Burroughs has to be considered the heavy favorite. Um, and then those other three will do battle for second place. In, in my opinion, uh, Burroughs is three or four feet out beyond, beyond what those guys are doing. Um, but, Spencer Holzer on the one is now ESPN Radio. Uh, last individual uh, I wanted to ask you about from your squad coach is Olivia Lewis. She's had uh, top times in, in the 400 and both hurdles races all year long, and it's been fun watching her. We do a weekly track and field scoreboard where we highlight some of the best of the best from around the state of Montana, and I feel like I've mentioned her name pretty much weekly throughout this season. So um, what have you liked about her progress, and what do you think of her prospects going into, into this weekend? Yeah, I, I think that the the 400 was a really nice run, which was which is nice because that'll allow us to rest her in the 400 this weekend. We probably won't run that event at divisionals, but it gets her in the middle of the track at state for for when we'll need those need those critical points. But uh, but the 300 hurdles, uh, the 300 hurdles, especially last week, she put herself number two on school in school history, above Lake and Connors, who competed at, uh, competed at the Grizzlies for four years, and just behind Paige Squire who made a NCAA uh, national meet in her senior year with the Cats. Um, I think she ended up being 17th or 16th in the nation that year. So uh, pretty special names that she's putting herself in. Um, and we're looking for even more. She had a 44.02 and didn't have an especially good race. Her her hurdling was not, not all that great. So if she can run 44 flat and not run very good, I can't wait till she actually runs really well see what that looks like. Spencer Hull, Corvallis head track coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. The Western A Divisionals are there uh, in the bit, heart of the Bitterroot there at Corvallis High School this weekend. So if you're uh, out and about you need something to do, go check out these young people. They're going to be uh, really fun to watch. Coach, uh, praying for good weather for you and uh, hope everything goes smooth. But thanks for taking a minute for us today. Yeah, thank you. I'm hoping I'm hoping we get maybe a little bit of rain tonight. We'll knock the smoke down and then it'll be clear and good tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Colter. There you go. Spencer Holes, the head coach of the Corvallis Track and Field Program here uh, on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for listening on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. This is our Bitterroot Breakdown. It's part of our Prep Extra that we do a couple times a week, presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907, and uh, proud to bring you the Prep Extra, uh, as well as the Bitterroot Breakdown uh, each and every week here uh, on Nuanas Now. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Stick with the Bitterroot Valley. Welcome in one of the top throwers in the state of Montana, Andrew Burroughs. He'll be one of the favorites in a variety of different events uh, there at the Western A Divisional. Andrew, I know you're uh, either headed to practice or right in the middle of practice, so thanks for taking some time today, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, let's start here with the here and now. You got the divisional meet coming up this weekend. So how you feeling? Uh, what are your thoughts going into the divisional meet down there in the Bitterroot? Um, I'm feeling really good, and I just I'm looking forward to it because last year I took I took first in discus, and 
I took second in chocolate, so I really want to get two first this year. Well, you certainly have had a great year, and you have had some great marks. So uh, just take us through it. You're a junior there at Hamilton High School, and uh, you got the top throws in the state in both the shot put and the discus all class. So uh, what sort of things have you worked on? How have you been able to, to achieve these great marks so far this year? Um, a lot of it has just been really hammering on technique and spending a lot of time in the weight room. I, I go to weights every morning, Monday through Thursday. And, yeah, I lift. We do, I do my uh, football program, and that's been helping me a lot. And then just every every day I've been doing both shot put and discus and just really, really perfecting my form. And it's just it's helped me uh, come where I am now. Well, there's a lot of carryover there, but do you feel the carryover? I know you're a great football player as well. So do you see uh, track helping you improve in football? And like you mentioned, your football workouts helping you out in track as well? Yeah, they definitely they definitely help each other. A lot of uh, a lot of the track drills and workouts that I do helps uh, helps in football with with uh, footwork. And I I mean I kind of basketball is not I, I mean I'm not too great at basketball, but that definitely helps with footwork and well as well. And yeah, just the strength uh, training helps with both football and track. Andrew Burroughs joining us here on Nuanas now. He's a junior there at Hamilton High School. Uh, couple of the top throws in the state so far this year. Uh, 56, 8.5 is leading the, the shot put. 56 feet, 8.5 inches, the top shot put throw uh, in the state. And then 167.5 is the, the top discus throw in the state. Uh, I mean, th- either one of those throws, they got to feel pretty good, right? Did you know that either one of them or both of them were big throws when you first hit it? Um, I, I did know when I threw a, a 56, 8.5, I did know thought that one was a, was a good throw because it was definitely a lot closer than the disc with the 167. But just the way I can usually tell by the way I feel like all the way through the throw, like hitting uh, like my positions. And then just having a really great finish at the end will like definitely gives me like, like lets me know that it was a good throw. And I just like it's going to go the distance that I wanted to. When you're first standing in the circle, uh, what, what's going through your mind? What's Andrew Burroughs thinking about right before he throws it? Um, well, I'm usually thinking about the cues that I have to hit and like what, like something I've been working on that week to help get my, uh, get my form down better. And I usually like, I'm just thinking about like other stuff, like everything, everything, how like just random thoughts go through your head. And then as soon as I step in the ring, all those go away, it's all business. And I just, I think about the, like the cues I have certain positions I need to hit then I just make it happen. Our bitter breakdown presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We've got a couple of our uh, Treasure State's best coming up as well, where we go through some of the best uh, marks in track and field uh, from across the state, all class at the high school level. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and we're going to see a lot of big marks coming up too, because the postseason is upon us. Divisional track happening all across the state. The AA uh, Western Divisional Track Meet is in Helena. Uh, the Class A Western Divisional Track Meet is in Corvallis. Andrew Burroughs of Hamilton High School is joining us right now uh, here on Nuanas Now. Um, I know last year, Andrew, you took home the state title in the discus, so that probably felt pretty darn good. Uh, but sixth uh, in, at state in the in the shot put. So is that a motivating factor for you? And what are your goals overall, both for this divisional and uh, just in the scope of the uh, the rest of the season? Um, yeah, definitely. 
I was very happy with last year how I did in uh, discus, and then my freshman and sophomore year in Chapa, I just I kind of I kind of let my nerves get to me, and then this year I've I've really been working on that and making sure that doesn't happen again. That's been a really motivating factor, and uh, yeah. Is is track your favorite sport, or what? What, what do you prefer as a three sport guy? What's your favorite sport? Um, I definitely have to say track is my favorite because I definitely want to pursue, uh, uh, like I want to go to college yeah. for track and that's definitely been something I've been working on. And I know I have been getting like, in, like offers and interest in football as well, but I, I think I'm committed to track. Well, you got great marks. I mean, you already have Division One caliber marks as only a junior, so that's pretty impressive. When did you first get into throwing? How did this first become a love of yours? Um, well, I didn't really know too much about throwing when I was younger, and then my mom, like, I found out that my mom, she was a pretty good discus thrower in high school, so that kind of started in about sixth, sixth grade. I started throwing the discus in the shop put a little, and it definitely, that was definitely some, uh, fights between my mom because I didn't enjoy it too much but <laughs> now yeah now with uh her working on it with me and my uh coach Chris Jessup and Mike Jessup I've just I've come to love the sport ever since sixth grade and I've just been working on it during well during season during the summer during the winter and I've just I've, I've fallen in love with the sport and it's just it's really satisfying like hitting those big throws and just like seeing that progress throughout the year well, good luck, man. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, have yourself a good practice today. Best of luck this weekend. Best of luck at State. Uh, sure, I'm sure it's not the last time we'll be talking to you, but thanks for, for taking a minute for us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for uh, letting me be on the, sh- uh, on the radio. <laughs> Andrew Burroughs, Hamilton High School, a junior. Uh, I'm telling you right now, if you're throwing the shot 57 feet and you're throwing the discus almost 170 feet, you're only a junior, you're D1 all the way. That's impressive. Uh, those are really, really, really good marks. Speaking of some good marks, let's just talk about just a couple here as part of our Treasure State's Best, and maybe we'll circle back around to this. Uh, but it is presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Paul's Pancake Parlor located there at the Tremper Shopping Center, an institution of Missoula. You can get uh, some of the best breakfast in town and uh, unbelievable service as well. So go check out Paul's Pancake Parlor there at Tremper Shopping Center. A couple new Treasure State's Best marks. Karen McAllister of Laurel Ran the top 100-meter time uh, in the state so far, 10.77, which is blazing fast. And uh, we have a whole handful of guys now that have run under 11 seconds, so that's impressive. Reed Harris, who's been one of the fastest guys in the state, uh, a Boston College-bound Great Falls High senior, uh, he broke 11 seconds as well in his most recent race, uh, 10.88 seconds, so very impressive there as well. We also got a new top 200-meter time in the state. 2205 by Malachi Simpson of Columbia Falls. That is also uh, an unbelievable time. That, that is less than a second away from the all-class state state record. So um, Malachi Simpson looks to, to peak uh, at the right time. Weston Brown uh, of Bozeman High School, who ran the top two-mile time uh, at an out-of-state meet earlier this year. He then ran the best mile time in the state uh, last week, 413.96 which is pretty impressive. And there's been as many as four guys under 420 uh, in the mile. So um, that's certainly uh, impressive. We just heard from Andrew Burroughs. Uh, his top marks in the uh, discus and the shot put remain um, 56-8 in the, in the shot. Oh, excuse me. 
Aiden Krause of Kalispell Glacier this last week had an enormous discus throw. Holy cow, 181.7, uh, which surpasses Burroughs. Burroughs still has the top time or the top uh, throw in, in uh, Class A, but 181 uh, at the high school level is just just uh, absolutely absurd. Uh, in the uh, top marks for the girls, we talked about Olivia Lewis with Spencer Hull, the Corvallis track coach. Uh, she is a top. She has top three times in the 400 meters. Uh, at 57.35 seconds, uh, as well as in the 100-meter hurdles, uh, where she's uh, her top time is 15.49, as well as the 300-meter hurdles, uh, where Olivia Lewis's top time is 44 flat, which is the second-best time uh, in the state of Montana. So she's certainly an athlete to watch there at the, uh, the Western A-Divisional as well. And uh, probably the other most marked new uh, mark from this last week or so, I guess we got two of them. We got our first pole vaulter over 12 feet at the girls' level, Chesney Lawrence of Hamilton. So she'll certainly be one to watch at that Western A meet in Corvallis. And then Ava Kellenberg, who's a young lady we've mentioned a lot on this show. Uh, She holds strong with the top long jump, 18 feet, 6 inches, but she's also the first Montana athlete this season to go over 39 feet in the triple jump, 39 feet and one-half inch for Ava Kellenberg uh, of Missoula Sentinel. That's your Treasure State's best, some of the best individual marks from around the wide world of uh, high school track and field. It's presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Go check out Paul's Pancake Parlor there uh, at Tripper's Shopping Center. Uh, it is an institution of Missoula, delicious breakfast, awesome service, and if you've never been, you got to go. It's a rite of passage in Missoula and always a fun place to hang out. Thanks to Paul's for their continued support of high school track and field around the state of Montana. Another debut, Cody Hawkins, head coach of Idaho State, joins us next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Jamestown Revival on the way back in. Thanks so much for joining us here on the One is Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. It's time for the continuation of our Big Sky Spotlight. It's presented by Maldonado Law. If you need any help in criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, visit BigSkyDefender.com. We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line and welcome in the new head coach of the Idaho State Bengals, Cody Hawkins. We've been making the rounds. If it seems like there's been a lot of new head coaches on the show as of late, it's because there's a lot of new head coaches in the Big Sky Conference, including uh, this young man who joins us now. Coach Hawkins, thanks so much for being here. How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? 
Very good. I must say it's a little bit strange. Uh, your father, Dan, has come on this show many times. Certainly not all the time, but a couple times a year during football season and whatnot. So uh, calling oh, yeah. you Coach yeah. Hines is a little bit interesting. So I guess let's just start there. You're familiar with the big sky. You've been uh, working for your old man down there uh, in Davis, but now you have a new job at Idaho State. So uh, what's it going to be like uh, being in the same league as your pops? Well, it's uh, it's definitely awesome because I respect the conference quite a bit. Um being at a place close to where I grew up and went to high school is very special to me, but there's uh, there's no shortage of talent in this league. I know it's going to be a tough climb for us, but, man, so many good clubs, so many talented coaches. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, you mentioned your, your Idaho ties. I think people sort of sometimes miss that part. Uh, your dad was at Boise State uh, during the sort of uh, first initial rise of, of the Bronx as a, a true FBS power, and you yourself – uh, went all the way through high school there uh, in Boise. So um, just tell people a little bit about your, your background and your ties to the state of Idaho. Yeah, so I uh, obviously was a coach's kid, bounced around quite a bit. And uh, when I was right when I was getting into junior high, my, my father took a job with Dirk Cutter, an Idaho, great Idaho State alum. But uh, Dirk brought my father along when Dirk was the OC at Oregon. He kind of befriended my father when he was the head coach at Willamette University. And he ended up at Boise State with Dirk. And then uh, when Coach Cutter got the Arizona State job, uh, my father was lucky enough to get the head job at Boise State and stayed there through high school. And then right after my senior year, um, he ended up going on to Colorado and ended up with him there. It wasn't a, wasn't a done deal right away, but always have felt like Idaho was home. I still have a sister who's married to a former Bronco who lives in Boise, so I have four nieces and nephews there. My wife was a Bronco, so I, I know the state well, care for it a lot, and I'm excited to be back. Well, super cool. Cody Hawkins, the new head coach for the Idaho State Bengals, uh, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Most recently, the offensive coordinator at UC Davis, so somebody that's been in the big sky, but now uh, taking on the task of, of trying to rebuild that Bengals program. Uh, I, I think it's so funny, all the ties that bind in the wide world of college football, right? I mean, you mentioned Dirk Cutter. Uh, he took over there at Boise State for the late Pokey Allen, who's a guy who's actually from Missoula, Montana, as we sit here and broadcast to you. And... Uh, you know, there's just ties all over the place. Once upon a time, one of my favorite trivia questions was, what's the only school in all the country that has two head coaches that claim that school as their alma mater in the NFL? The answer, Idaho State. Marvin Lewis and Dirk Cutter when they were both head coaches in the league. So oh, yeah. uh, how about that element? The fact that, you know, Idaho State does have a, a fair amount of tradition. It's just tradition that's been sort of buried in the, in the distant past. So uh, what do you think of that element of this opportunity for you and your staff? No, I, I think one of the big draws of coming back to Idaho is being in a place where the community really cares about football and, you know, the Grizz have really dominated the 21st century. Did you know my sister was a Grizz, by the way? So oh, I, interesting. I there you go. All right, all right. So yeah, we got some Montana ties across the board. It, yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the alumni here are really involved, uh, much more so than many schools in the conference that I've talked to coaches at. And they, they remember when Idaho State was a great program. Now, the problem is, even when they were great, you know, the consistency hasn't quite been there. Um, I think they go through four or five stretchier runs uh, where they have a great quarterback or a great coach or just great team chemistry, and then they fall off a little bit. So I definitely know that uh, you have to do things differently here at Idaho State to be successful, and we plan on using the community and the Dome to our advantage, and we're going to do something unique that the community can, can be proud of. When it comes to sort of uh, tackling and embracing the challenges, I think that is such a common thread among 
all, all small school sports, you know, at the Division One level is, okay, what do you have that's your advantage? What do you have that's your disadvantage? And how do you accentuate the advantages and, and uh, maybe put the, the disadvantages uh, to the side? So uh, in terms of your advantages there at Idaho State, obviously you just mentioned the alumni base. What else? Uh, what else can help you uh, build up the Idaho State program? Well, the things that are great at Idaho State, I think, number one, having a community that really supports you. Uh, you know, obviously Montana does a wonderful job supporting their programs, but, you know, here in Idaho, I think for kids from California, it's something that they really sense when they come out to this neck of the woods, whether it's uh, Salt Lake City or Missoula or Bozeman or Pocatello, Boise, really as you kind of get up to the northwest and near the mountains, people really love their sports a little bit differently than in, than in California. So we got to play up that community as much as we can. We do have the best nutrition program in the conference. You know, we got a quarter million dollars from a donor annually over the next five years, and we're going to be able to pour that nutrition to make sure that our football program is fed better than anybody in the country. So we're going to have an opportunity to develop kids, which we have to do. I mean, we, we don't have the shiny things that some of the big sky powers do have from a facilities or a money standpoint that we can give kids, but we can develop kids. Um, but in order to do that, you have to keep them here. So we have to build great relationships with those kids. I think I've put together a staff of guys who are really approachable and authentic and probably not the uh, macho football coaches that most people have come to know, but they're approachable and authentic and are going to put relationships at the forefront of what we do. And then playing in the Dome. I mean, we uh, are one of the few schools in the, the conference that has a Dome. Obviously, we were for a long time until the Vandals came back, added another one into the fold. But I think when Idaho State has been good, they've thrown the football. And don't get me wrong, I know running fo- running the football is the best way to win a championship. It absolutely is. But I think if we got to focus on doing one thing well, we can't focus on running it because Montana State and Weber are the closest schools to us, and they're already doing that, and they have a lot of things we don't. So I think if we can focus on being a team that's going to air it out and, and be a lot of fun to watch, that we'll get better faster. And I think we got to be good before we can be great. Uh, so we'll focus on doing that. Cody Hawkins joining us. It's our Big Sky Spotlight. We're profiling various different head coaches from around the ranks of Big Sky Conference football. Cody, the first-year head coach there for the Idaho State Bengals, one of five new head coaches this upcoming fall uh, in the Big Sky. What do you think of that dynamic, Coach? The fact that, I mean, this is I've covered the league now for 17 years. This is the most overturn I've seen in the head coaching ranks, but it's also interesting because so much of the overturn is familiar faces, right? Like Paul Wolf's been in the league before. Ed Lamb, been in the league before. So uh, what do you think of just sort of the, the landscape of the Big Sky and uh, the, the the turnover in the coaching ranks. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's really exciting when you see guys like Jay Hill and, and Troy Taylor leave the conference. But <laughs> when you replace, you know, but when you replace it with Paul Wolf and Ed Lamb, and obviously Andy Thompson is a phenomenal coach, and you know Mickey Mental, the whole Weber staff stays basically the same. You know, you thought it could have been great, but really, it's not going to be not going to be any better for somebody trying to to carve out a niche in this conference. No doubt about it. Uh, what do you, what's, just give me the dichotomy between UC Davis and, and Idaho State because Davis sort of occupies a unique place uh, in the big sky, uh, can recruit a different type of kid, has to recruit a different type of kid at the same time, though, too. So um, what's that transition going to be like? What would you learn at Davis that maybe you can take to Idaho State, but also how much different is it down there uh, in the farm than it is up in Pocatello? Yeah, well, I'll start with the differences. I mean, Davis could not be more different uh, than Idaho State. I mean, and I, I, it's funny, even now I talk to my – I have so many friends on the staff, you know, have gone to weddings with guys on the staff, live with guys on the staff. But, you know, Davis can offer guys more money. It's a warmer climate. They have better facilities than we do. Um, it's totally different, and they're up and running right now, whereas we're going to have to scrap and claw to get this thing going. And I, I have no problem recruiting the same guys as Davis. And I would tell a lot of guys, hey, if you're from California – and you have an opportunity at Davis, you should go to Davis. 
I think Davis is fantastic. But if you're into what we're doing, you know, Davis can't take everybody. You know, we can recruit more kids. We have a broader spectrum. You know, at Davis, you know, the academic requirements are so tough to get in that probably 80% of the recruits out there you can't even look at. But I know that there are some amazing kids that may not have the academic prowess that some of the Davis kids did that we can get into school here. And I think playing locally is super powerful. So in Salt Lake and in Boise, and we have to do a great job owning our home territory and getting some of those kids who can play where their family can consistently come watch and support them. You know, I love coaching kids that they want to go out and they want to hunt and they want to fish, things that you can't necessarily do when you're at UC Davis. And then also schematically, we're going to be totally different than Davis was. You know, we uh, had an all-conference tight end every year I was at Davis. Uh, had a lot of great players there. We aren't going to have a tight end on our roster here at Idaho State. So I think tight ends are fantastic, but that's not part of the plan to win here right now. And we're going to play with a lot of safeties. You know, Davis is kind of in that, that Weber State mold of trying to have a lot of safeties that can play man-to-man. Obviously, Rex Connor was an All-American last year, and he's going to continue to be a leader and a great player for them. Whereas we want safeties that are going to come downhill and hit you. And we're going to play with three of them on the field, and that's going to be an exciting thing for us. Well, super interesting. Uh, last couple of things for you, Coach. Cody Hawkins joined us here on Nuana's Now, our Big Sky Spotlight. And you mentioned just sort of taking care of business in your uh, area of recruiting, sort of your home turf. And I've always found that fascinating because by my estimation, there's really good football in Idaho, especially southern Idaho, and there's also great football in Utah as well. And uh, for whatever reason, Idaho State sometimes had a hard time keeping up with the other schools that are recruiting that area because so many of them are. So uh, what do you think? I mean, do you have any evaluation so far of sort of that that home area? And if so, what do you think of sort of uh, your home turf, the talent that uh, lies in your backyard? Well, there is a lot of talent in the area. I mean, you can't deny that. I think Utah is a great school to look at. Uh, just Kyle Whittingham has done an unbelievable job building Definitely. a consistent winner there. And if you look at their team, they say when they're rolling, they uh, do a great job in the Polynesian community. They do yep. a great job with the LDS kids and handling the mission numbers. Uh, but then they also do a great job of kind of spot picking some skill kids from around the country because our, our goal and our plan to win here is going to, I mean, you can't get around toughness and discipline. I, Hey, I want to treat kids great, and I want to laugh, and I want to have fun, and I want to talk about the big picture. But if you want to win football games, you got to be tough, and you got to be disciplined. And I think those kids are in spades when you get to this region of the country. Uh, so both in Boise, you're gonna we got two linebackers out of Boise this past year who are going to be really good players for us. I mean, I think they're FBS kids, and we're fortunate to have gotten them. You know, we got six or seven kids out of the Salt Lake area. A lot of guys on defense. We have some uh, some safeties who are really talented players. A couple D linemen who are going to really help us hold down some gaps there and I think if you look at the spine of the structure of a football team you know safeties your backers your D linemen your offensive linemen your running backs you can find so many of those kids in this area and those are guys with a heartbeat of your football team and you can find them here so we have to start there and then then work out from from that standpoint. Idaho State first-year head coach Cody Hawkins here on our Big Sky Spotlight. Last thing for you, Coach, you guys got one of the most difficult uh, non-conference schedules in all the FCS, starting out at San Diego State, at Utah State, and then home against a great Northern Iowa program. So uh, between now and then, I mean, what are some of the goals for this summer, for this offseason, for you and the Bengals? Well, we're going to have a great triple option package ready for uh, San Diego State. (laughs) Great wing tee, you know, putting nine linemen in the game against Utah State, we're going to have to be funky, no doubt about it, because obviously, you know, if you look at the last three Mountain West champs, we're going to play two of them, and then Northern Iowa is probably going to end up being a top-five FCS team. We played them in the playoffs at Davis, and I'm no stranger to their history tradition, and 
Obviously, C.O. Day is an unbelievable quarterback, so it's never fun to have to play an elite signal caller right out of the gate. But, hey, I don't, it's all going to be tough, but for me, it's not, not about being great tomorrow. It's about getting better, and we've got to treat these kids better. The culture here has to be better. The kids' sense of belonging and feeling and connection to the campus, the community, and their teammates has got to be better here. You don't win one game because you're not a good football team. You win one game because the system's broken. So I think our administration here has been unbelievably supportive. They all kind of came on right before COVID and didn't really have an opportunity to get out of the gates. But I think, uh, the, you know, coaches have done it here before. Fenn had some great years before he ended up at Montana. You know, he just didn't quite get maybe some of the support you wish he, he would have. And then Pauline and, and Kevin Satterley got in, really ramped things up, and I think had it headed in the right direction. But injuries, culture, variety, tough schedule, variety of reasons um, didn't go well last year. And luckily for me, like, the, the dome renovation is going to be done. We're going to have a full staff for the first time. I don't think Fenn ever had a full staff when he was here at Idaho State, and we do now. So uh, the resources are in place, uh, but it's still like water and bamboo. we got to treat kids right, build the culture, create a solid foundation. We'll grow from there. Well, Coach, best of luck with the offseason. Very much looking forward to meeting you in person at the Big Sky Media Days there uh, in July. And uh, thanks so much for taking some time out for us today. You know, absolutely. You take care. Have a wonderful day and uh, appreciate all you do for the conference. Well, thanks so much. Cody Hawkins, Idaho State head coach here on our Big Sky Spotlight. If you have any sort of legal troubles, you need a criminal defense lawyer, you got a DUI, or you have any sort of personal injury requirements, visit BigSkyDefender.com, Maldonado Law, your go-to when it comes to personal injury, criminal defense, or DUI. Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, I got some more ammo. Jimmy Butler climbing the list. Even Reggie Miller admitted it last night. NBA playoffs next. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. My latest begging for concerts to come to Missoula. And I, and I get it. You know, some shows, Missoula has an amazing music scene. But there's, there's certain acts that just sort of, they don't have a venue to perform in in Missoula because they might be able to draw a lot better than uh, the Kittlehouse Amphitheater, which is a great venue, awesome venue, but it's only about 3,500 seats. But they might not be able to fill Washington Grizzly Stadium, which is 26,000 seats. But I'm always trying to think of bands that are kind of cool, hip, you know, have that edgy stuff that Missoulians like. But then there also would be, you know, kind of up and coming and they can hit the amphitheater or hit the Wilma that band, Mount Joy, they're up and coming for sure. And uh, I wish they would come to Missoula because I think they would be a hit. I know there's a lot of people that listen to that stuff uh, around here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and our uh, ESPN MT app. I am Coulter Nuanas. The NBA playoffs roll on. I was, I was feeling frisky. I was feeling sneaky. I, I let my love for Jimmy Butler creep in. And it was absolutely to my benefit. Last night, I bet... 
The Heat plus eight and a half. That absolutely came true because the Heat won game one against the Boston Celtics. But then I also got a little bit too in-depth. I bet the Heat and the under, and instead, the over hit. I should have known better, especially because of uh, Boston's offensive abilities and their inability to play defense sometimes. Uh, so the over hits last night. But uh, this is our NBA playoffs conversation presented by Sportsbet Montana. There are Sportsbet Montana kiosks uh, across the state of Montana. I want to find out where, visit the Sportsbet Montana website, click on locations, and you'll find them there. The storyline, though, again for the Heat, as they stole game one, I think for the third series in a row during this playoffs, is the continued outstanding play of Jimmy Butler. After this last playoff series win, Jimmy Butler now has 16 playoff series wins on his resume. Uh, he's He's been an, an all-star and an all-NBA guy, but he's never been really one of those top 10 players in the league. But the last couple years, since he got to Miami, he has been, no question, one of the best postseason players in the league. And that came to fruition again last night. He scored 23 points in the second half, ended the game with 35 points, carried the heat down the stretch for the duration, both offensively and defensively. Jason Tatum had 30, but Tatum only had, I think, eight in the second half. Uh the Celtics were rolling in this game. The Heat were, were uh, sort of keeping the pace down, and they were up two about midway through the, the second quarter, and the game was in the mid-40s. The Celtics blew the doors off the end of the first half and ended up uh, at halftime up 66-57, and Tatum had it absolutely cooking. Had 21 points, I think 20, maybe 22 points. That was coming off of a 51-point game. But then Jimmy Butler locks in, goes full dog, and... Uh, Dominates the game both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, and Miami steals game one in Boston. So uh, this is sort of a continuation of a trend for the Heat, as they have surprised everybody, yours uh, yours truly included, uh, with this epic run. It's also been a continuation of a trend for the Celtics, where they've been so up and down and volatile, but they have been able to rise to the occasion when it's mattered most so far uh, but after now be- getting punched in the face, knocked on their heels in game one, can they uh, continue it forward? We also had a, a pretty uh, spirited and long-term conversation about Jimmy Butler's legacy within the scope of the NBA. And I think it's a lot more elevated than maybe he gets credit for. Uh, I think he's one of the top 10 shooting guards of all time. I think he's definitely one of those guys that, based on his postseason performances, and uh, based on his ability to be the best player on a team that's gone to the finals, which they did in 2020 and now has gone to the conference finals for the third time in four years, I think that adds to his resume. I mean, if you are, are evaluating greatness in the NBA by winning individual accomplishments and, and uh, sort of reputation, I think winning Jimmy Butler has that box checked fully in permanent marker. Personal accomplishments, he certainly has a sort of up-and-down resume when it comes to the regular season, uh, but that's sort of part of his his magic as well. But that's certainly a knock on him. And then as, part of, as far as the perception broadly, uh, for whatever reason, he's just not a tip-of-the-tongue type guy when you're talking about the elite of the elites, but he's, he's one of the last ones playing every year. So I think that goes a long ways. So I felt uh, some vindication, and I, I just think it's fun – to watch this go. It's not just about us and me being right about this more than it is just fun to see sort of underdog guy with an underdog mentality like Jimmy Butler. I uh, continue to thrive in the biggest moments. 
Game two of the Western Conference Finals is tonight. The uh, Los Angeles Lakers playing at the Denver Nuggets. Now, I had this uh, sneaking itch to try to bet the Lakers in game one. At halftime, I was glad I didn't because they were down 18. Then in the fourth quarter when they cut to three, I was like, shoot, maybe I should have. I didn't. All I did was bet the over in that game uh, on game one. Tonight, though, I'm rolling with the Nuggets. I think that LeBron uh, knew that his – his. I, I think the Lakers know in their ability to sort of plan their their systematic strategy that to, to win this series, they know that they need to steal home court from the Nuggets, and they also know – that they want to avoid playing Game 7 in Denver. I think that the two opportunities that L.A. has to steal Game 1, in, or excuse me, to steal home court in this series, were Game 1, which they lost narrowly, and are in Game 5, not tonight. I think the Lakers are going to, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they can catch lightning in a bottle, if they're hitting shots early or whatever. But if the Nuggets are rolling and Jokic is rolling, I think that the Lakers will will get out of the way pretty quickly, shut it down, and then try to go back to L.A. because you got to win both games in L.A. no matter what now after losing game one. So, you know, I'm not saying the Lakers are just going to roll over and die, but LeBron James is as good at strategizing when to pick his spots as anybody in the NBA. So I think that unless the Lakers are rolling, rolling, rolling and shutting people down early, I think that the Nuggets have a chance to roll tonight. Lakers will get back on track in L.A., and then Game 5 will be the pivotal game in this series. And if the Lakers are going to steal one in Denver, that's the one they should go for. Uh, the Nuggets are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I like that number. Uh, you know, Maybe tease it down one spot to minus five-and-a-half, but uh, I, I do think the Nuggets uh, should be the favorites tonight. I think they are the favorites tonight. I think they'll roll tonight. That is our uh, NBA playoff coverage presented by Sportsbet Montana. Visit Sportsbet Montana uh, online or... Download the Sportsbet Montana app to find uh, kiosks near you and uh, keep up with all of the uh, in-game betting action across the NBA playoffs and otherwise. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports plus some baseball talk. Don't change the dial. It's ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.